Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome, 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 as we are in the middle of this blustering October and getting ready for all kinds of good harvest and Halloween and entry into the holidays, and we are going to have an exciting, luscious show today, but before we dive into that, I wanted to let you know that the October issue of 1111 Magazine is out. It is filled with some incredible people that are being celebrated for their work in the world and for some very timely messages, especially now. You can find out a little bit more about Penny Pierce and discover the new normal and what it means to be transparent. Lee Harris and some specific energy guidance for this time. Guy Finley in How to Break Through the Illusion and Andrew Harvey and Carolyn Baker speak of savage grace in these times when so much is absolutely rising. If you are too busy to read this beautiful free 56-page magazine online each month, but you want the nourishment and the expansion and you'd like to have a daily practice, I invite you to discover 1111 on audio. It is a brand new release that I'm doing now that we are celebrating 10 years It makes things simple and easy. You get meditations each month, intentions, and you get to be introduced not only to some powerful material from people all over the world, but to many change agents and teachers along the way so that you can see who you're drawn to and what it is that really allows you to expand. I'd love to gift you a free issue of that so that you can experience 1111 on audio. And if you would like that, you can text 1111 to 443 6 641-1110. That is 443-641-1110. Text 1111. Well, what is it that we're going through these days? We hear all kinds of stories when it comes to women being suppressed and oppressed or voices that have been hidden and shrunken down. We are looking at a patriarchy that is holding on as tightly as it can uh, to keep it from crumbling, and yet there are cracks that are forming. We are seeing Mother Earth rise up in ways that are expressing the emotion that has been held down. And what is this trying to tell us? about us. Well, I think that my guest today is going to give you some insight into that with her beautiful wisdom, her poetry, her writing, her passion that is expressed through her new book, Women Most Wild, Three Keys to Liberating the Witch Within. Let us begin with this truth. Snuff out the candles, make the room dark. I'll cradle you close, star-shaped child. Inside your heart's ripe red center, a spark. When I speak of her rhythms, this woman most wild. She lives in a hut made of soft guts and hard bones. She crawls out of your mouth while you sleep. In the forest, the desert, she sets up her stones. Forebear-breasted, swimming in the salty blue deep. When she comes back to your body, her hearth and her home, she's tired and filthy and fed. She hopes that you'll notice the sand, water, and loam. She's painted all over your bed. Peel off her hard mask, the woman so mild, and drink of the succulent moon. You, my sweet one, are the woman most wild. You'll swallow this truth 
whole and soon. Daniel Dulski is an artist, teacher, and writer, a longtime activist for wild woman spirituality and the divine feminine's return. She leads women's circles, witchcraft workshops, energy healing trainings, along with yoga teacher trainings in basic and advanced. And you can find out more about her at danieldulski.com. But for right now, we are going to dive into this luscious book called Woman Most Wild. Welcome, Daniel, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you, Simran. Very happy to be here. I love the very opening passage that you have in the introduction to your book, and I'm going to read this so that people really get a sense partially of your writing, but also of your heart and your passion, and even more so that part within themselves that has been calling for this specific show, this specific book, and perhaps specifically to get to know you. From the words of Danielle Dulski in her book, Woman Most Wild. My love, in these pages I will speak to you as my sister, as if we were sipping rosehip tea and sharing stories of how we first found our magic so long ago deep within the wild place. I will tell you of your part in the collective feminine awakening, and I will honor you as a high-level priestess. I am neither above you nor below you. We sit at the same table. I, too, have felt the heart-centered ignition of a soul well-nourished, and you already know what I'm about to tell you. Woman, you have a witch's soul buried deep within your busy psychic terrain, and that part of you yearns to live in alignment with the rhythms of nature, to mark transitions with ritual, and to be healed with the medicine of sisterhood. These are the keys to your witch's liberation, and they are already yours. You, my sister witch, already know of your birthright as a woman of this wild world, but I'm calling on you to remember. You already know But now, right this minute, I ask you to open your eyes wide to the mystery and surrender to your inner alchemical wildness that is witch. I love that. I love that. It set me on fire when I just started reading the book. And the whole book is like this. It is passionate. It is raw. It awakens a rhythm inside that is like a heartbeat of earth that is pulsating up through us as you go through each of these Pages, And I want you to start, first of all, with why this rhythm is so important, why returning back to these cycles, why allowing this heartbeat to become louder and louder within us that has been pulsing throughout time that we have forgotten. Yeah, um, well, I think that the, the biggest reason why it's important is because it's unique to you, right? So, um, while, you know, it, it's, it's valuable for witches and wild women to learn these norms about what it means energetically at the full moon or, or during autumn or, or what have you, um, that it's more about how do those cycles affect you uniquely because, uh, you know, the witch is really fundamentally against oppression. Witchcraft is a feminist path. So we tend to look at oppression kind of externally, which is important. You know, the witch is an activist, um, but also those parts of ourselves that have been oppressed and, and our rhythms, our unique rhythms are very often oppressed since childhood. You know, our, our 
primary caregivers and, and those that were in relationships with later in life, they tend to, to use this phrase like, that's not like you. <laughs> and we use that ourselves too sometimes. That's not like you. Why did you do that? And, you know, it's like that there is nobody else that can tell you that's not like you because your rhythms are so unique to you. And it's, it's an empowering practice to track the way nature cycles affect you personally. So, so that's, that's the, a, a big piece of what I'm really trying to convey in the book is, you know, the external natural rhythms are important, but what's more important is the way they affect you and, and your, your sensual and emotional and kind of soul deep response to nature's rhythms is, is um, very much a, a part of your spiritual path. The word which will strike different emotions and reactions from different people. Sometimes we look at that as, uh, you know, the, the crooked nosed with the, with the wart and, and the haggard type of woman that was casting spells and causing problems for people. In other cases, the witch might be something that goes against our religions and is something to fear. And in other cases, there are people that think of the witch as being burned at the stake because of using magic that may have been uh, something that was approved of or not approved of, may have been holy or may have been sinful. You have given a different take and a different perspective for women to understand uh, the witch and allow ourselves to embrace it and open to it if we desire, because it is within all of us. Talk a little about the different perspectives of which and what it is that you are really assisting women in realizing about themselves. Mm-hmm. The witch is, is the unburned feminine in all of us. So she is, you know, she's the survivor. The witch is the part of you that um, is very much in tune with nature. Um, and then, but then, you know, that's kind of the ground, right? That's the baseline. So that's the point from which we step is knowledge of our natural rhythms. And then it's what you do with that, right? So the witch has also claimed her right to affect change in her world. And that's a big piece of spellcraft is, you know, you, you claim your agency, your, your, your self-efficacy, your autonomy, your ability to really um, use your will in order to birth something into being, to manifest or to banish or purify, right? So, so the witch has really used her knowledge of her unique rhythm, so her self-knowledge, um, in order to, to affect change in her world. And then as far as all of those kind of indoctrinated beliefs that we have about the witch as being evil or, um, uh, you know, the, the outcast. And, and, and we think of those beliefs kind of as, as old and, and being in us from fairy tales and from Bible verses and things like that. But really, you know, that those are messages that we still receive in the media. Um, there's still movies that are made all the time um, and, and books that are written all the time that present the witch as, you know, the, the woman who kind of lives alone in the woods and, and eats children and talks to goats and things like that. So um, it isn't something that we are over. <laughs> it's still very much in our environment. Um, and what I usually tell people is, you know, when you have that kind of visceral clench in the belly, when you hear the word witch, that, that 
very fear-based physical reaction to the word witch, look at where that comes from. Because if you really trace that belief back and back and back, you find that it's not yours. And, and that's the first step in dismantling these indoctrinated beliefs about what a witch is, is really examine their roots, because you'll find that they, aren't, they weren't yours to begin with. Um, and then for me, you know, a witch is someone who meets both of two conditions. So the first one is she practices witchcraft, um, and, and witchcraft means different things to different people. But you can, you can practice witchcraft without having claimed the name witch, right? So, so you, you're not necessarily a witch just because you spellcraft is part of your spiritual practice. So a witch is someone who practices witchcraft, but then has also claimed the name witch for themselves, meaning not necessarily ha- had it given to them from an external authority, but really claimed the name witch for themselves and then also practices witchcraft. That's, that's what a witch is. Um, and then the rest of it is kind of up to the practitioner, so, you know, I had said before that witchcraft is a feminist religion. It should never render you choiceless. It should never render the practitioner, um, you know, kind of like the, the, at, the, at the whim of these supposed tos or these have tos. It's really just, uh, it's an empowering practice that is completely unique to whoever is practicing it. When I moved through the book and as I looked at my own life, it appears that that witch and, and witchcraft and the use of this type of magic is not exclusive, it's actually inclusive because all religions, all faiths, all traditions use different types of prayer and ceremony. There are aspects that utilize nature. There are timings where certain uh, ceremonies and different things are done throughout the year that often align with seasons or align with moons. And so if anyone is having issue as to whether this is meaning leaving something that they're involved in to be something else, it doesn't appear that that's the case. Am I, am I uh, correct in that interpretation or how would you explain that to someone that is kind of sitting here listening, oh my goodness, what, you know, this is calling to me, but, but I belong to this, so I can't possibly belong to that. Right. So, so I don't believe that witchcraft is fundamentally opposed uh, to, to any other spiritual path. However, <laughs> I do think that there's a lot of religions and, and spiritual paths that would deny the power of the practitioner that is required for witchcraft. So what I usually say is if you feel very empowered in your spiritual path or your religion already, then witchcraft is there for you. Witch, witchcraft won't in any way be incompatible with that. If, if it's a path that you're pursuing or a religion that you're pursuing where perhaps the divine is presented as completely external to you, um, then, then that's something that kind of needs to be explored um, and, and possibly, you know, looked at it. How can that really be integrated with witchcraft? Because 
witchcraft does really require the practitioner to believe that they are inherently divine, that they have that same, you know, God spark or, or, or God goddess mystery. They really have that inside of them versus having it be kind of an, an external superior authority. Um, so, so, you know, witchcraft by nature, I don't believe is incompatible with any other spiritual path, but I do think there are spiritual paths out there that would deny witchcraft uh, or the practitioners of witchcraft the, the power and authority that they, they need in order to really affect change in their world. Does that answer your question? Yes, definitely. And it yeah. also feels like uh, when we're looking at, at the idea of a witch, that there are several different archetypes even within that, that there is the crone, there is the fairy type, there is the young maiden. There, there are different levels and connections that we have in the way that we approach different ceremony or connect with nature or the moon cycles or our blood cycles when it comes to tapping into various frequencies of the witch. Will you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, so so that's the the triple goddess metaphor, the the maiden mother crone, and um, I tend to look at that in my work in terms of the chakral system because then it then it kind of makes sense and it makes it a little bit more universal. So that if you don't really resonate with those terms with with maiden mother crone, then you don't need to necessarily use those labels because it's more about the energies that those things stand for. So so I think of the 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 witch or the the integrated feminine, the primal feminine as really you know, a, a combination of, of those different aspects of ourselves. So our, our inner maidens are those parts of ourselves that are very um, emotionally cyclical, very connected to nature, very, um, very rooted in natural cycles. And, and, and so, so that's our inner maiden, very sensual, um, you know, those kind of useful soul-born parts of ourselves that very much relate to the root and sacral chakra. And then our inner mothers are the parts of ourselves that are very generative. So solar plexus, heart, and throat chakras. Our inner mothers are very much um, interested in sacred work and meaningful relationship and our right to speak and be heard. And then our inner crone priestesses, those are the parts of ourselves that are very intuitive. So, so very much about seeing in the dark and we're kind of in the Northern hemisphere, we're entering crone time right now. So, so very into ancestral communion and, you know, those aspects of the divine feminine dark that have been kind of strategically suppressed by patriarchy through the years. So divination, magic, sexual power, blood mysteries, all of those are kind of upper chakra crone priestess. So when we're looking at these different aspects of the witch, what we're really looking at is, is how have these aspects of the feminine been socially suppressed and how can we really claim our right to harvest those both in ourselves and then also in the world. So, so our, our society tends to very, very much overvalue the mother archetype because the mother is generative. The mother is working. She's a doer. She's possibly having children, but, but more than that, being some kind of creatrix. So I'm going to have you pause so right there, Danielle. For, and, for capitalism. And, 
and continue right, so that the as very, we break through for um, our brain so know, that we get that whole thought. producing something. And so, so she's very much valued in our capitalistic society, whereas the maiden and the crone aren't necessarily valuable to capitalism because they might not be producing anything. So, so in our society, we tend to kind of learn to overvalue those mother parts of ourselves. And then the maiden and the crone aspects of our psyche very much get suppressed and kind of go by the wayside. And we tend to over-sexualize the maiden and completely ignore the crone. So, so you know, the witch right now, she's very much charged to harvest those parts of ourself, herself that have been suppressed over time and enact them in society in order to, um, you know, really work toward uh, a more equitable um, society. Danielle Dulski is a longtime activist for Wild Woman Spirituality and the Divine Feminine's Return. She is the author of Woman Most Wild, Liberating the Witch Within, and is on a mission to inspire women to be fearless creators of their sacred work. She holds the highest designation from Yoga Alliance and is the founder of the fully accredited Living Mandala Yoga Teacher Training Programs. She believes in holistic healing for the sensual, creative, and spiritual self. Her work is grounded in holding space for women to harvest their inner priestess through personally relevant movement alchemy, intuitive artistic practice, and divine feminine spirituality. Danielle leads women's circles, witchcraft workshops, energy healing trainings, and basic and advanced yoga teacher trainings in Pennsylvania. She believes all women alive today are meant to be instrumental in the supporting positive transformation socially through wild women spirituality, reclamation of the name witch, and the magic of sisterhood. You can find out more at daniellodulski.com. We'll be right back after these messages. The Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts and topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being. 
bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Woman Boast Wild author Danielle Dolsky believes that the reclamation of witchcraft is an act of women's liberation and affirmation of our feminine birthright in a world where we have been historically subjugated. It is much more a cultivation of feminine spirituality that is positively and fiercely pangender. The global community has been collectively orphaned by the loss of the sacred feminine, and while woman's spirituality is and indeed will be instrumental in reviving her, all human beings independent of a dominant gender orientation embody qualities of the masculine and feminine, and the whole of humanity has suffered from the aggressions of the immature and non-generative masculine. She titled the book Woman Most Wild not to isolate anyone who does not identify as a woman, but to empower toward freedom the wild woman archetype within the global collective. You can find out more about all of Danielle Dulski's work at daniellodulski.com. That's Danielle, D-U-L-S-K-Y, Dulski.com. And you can also discover a 12-week companion course on Woman Most Wild Rising. So as you read the book, if you want a course to support you, it is there as well. In addition, she has yoga teacher trainings, wolf woman circles, and other camps that she offers. So definitely check out all that she does. Danielle, as we move into the book, you begin with the cycles of the moon and how important the different cycles are and various aspects of of prayer or ceremony or allowing ourselves to open to different pieces of what the moon is trying to share with us, whether it is the new moon, such as the one we have coming up, or, or whether it is a whole moon or the time when the moon is absent. Talk about why the moon specifically is so uh, significant for the feminine and for women in general. Yeah, well, I think that the moon's so significant for the feminine because it is so, its cycles are kind of so blatant and in our face. So, you know, the moon kind of changing every night in shape is really an interesting metaphor for the feminine because we, as women, but then the feminine and everyone, regardless of gender, it's, it's the shape changer. It's, it's always changing. And so when I was talking about the triple goddess metaphor um, earlier, it's, you know, that notion that we as human beings should always be the same, that there's like this 
static kind of the static nature to our bodies or our psyches that is so damaging and particularly to the feminine that is so cyclical. So, so, you know, the moon being a metaphor for these, these feminine cycles that live in all of us, um, and then as far as how the moon affects our magic, like I said before, it's very much about how, you know, looking first at how the moon affects you uniquely. However, there are these kind of common themes in, in lunar energies that, that witches tend to work with. And so, you know, this, this new moon toward full, waxing toward fullness cycle, that's kind of manifestation time. And then full moon is kind of that high fire manifestation and it's also a really good time for protection magic versus when we're waning. So right now the blood moon's waning. Um, that's very much banishing or, or, or purification time. And then the absolute dark moon, which is really only a couple of nights, that's really not time to work magic, but more for divination and, and intuition. Um, and then, you know, it, it, Yearly, it cycles also. So, in terms of the, the how the solar cycles relate to the lunar cycles is very important. So, in the northern hemisphere right now, we're in autumn. It's the blood moon, so there really isn't another moon this time of year that that's perfect for release or letting go of something. So, so even if you're not actively letting go of something, I really believe there's merit at this time of year in looking at, you know, what is kind of waning in your life right now? What are you releasing either by your will or, you know, what's just kind of leaving your life right now um, and honoring that. And, and I think that, you know, th- there's, there's this kind of collective feminine grief in autumn and we don't have a lot of social resources <laughs> to handle that available to us. So, so there is this real need for feminine support during the autumn season and early winter um, that, that we don't necessarily need uh, or not, not, not everyone will need the rest of the, the year. I love how you refer to the moon in terms of drinking it in, you talk about drinking in the moon milk with all that we are and allowing that nourishment to come in, allowing that light to come in. You also later talk about um, the witch thinks, speaks, and prays with her whole body. And so much of this book is really about what you said earlier in the show. It is the recognition of our divinity and that we are that divine spark and we are integrated so deeply within that divinity that that is mm-hmm. is seems is what we are we are reclaiming as we allow these different types of practices and the magic to come into our lives. Talk a little bit about the body and really allowing uh, every level of integration as we move through, whether it is moon ceremony or whether it is allowing the sun and the priestess fire or any aspect of um, the witch magic. Yeah, um, I mean, the body is everything. The body is, you know, it's it's the starting point. It's our ground. And so a lot of the major religions, certainly, but even a lot of, of New Age spiritual paths or paths that we would call New Age, um, they're very focused on the upper chakras and spirit. And so there is this kind of encouragement to disconnect from body or to, at the very least, frame the body as 
less than the spirit or the mind. So, so in witchcraft, it isn't, it is not a path of denial. So it's not necessarily a hedonistic religion of indulgence, although at certain times of year, um, it is that, or it seems that to some practitioners, um, it's very much about integrating the body into your practice. So, so not looking at the body as being less than spirit, but more looking at those two as very much equal because really the body and the earth, so the subjugation of the body, the subjugation of the earth um, are, are very much linked. And so when we look at the body as less than, we are also kind of um, socially, when we look at the body as less than or in religion, when we look at the body as less than, we are also denying the, the value of the earth. Um, and it's that, you know, we are of the earth. We, we, the elements are, are in all of us all the time. So, so witchcraft is an earth-based practice. We work with the elements. And so we do honor the body as holy. Um, but then, you know, thinking about, you know, kind of raging against body shame and, and, and rallying against, um, environmental, um, subjugation, oppression, the, the rape of the earth's resources, it is all very much intertwined. And so when we, when we honor the body in our spiritual practice, we are also saying that we are standing up for the earth and that, um, you know, not just standing on her, standing up for her and, uh, and, and, and looking at, um, you know, the, the, the body is being equal to spirit um, and that both are nourished that much more. Body and spirit are that much more nourished when we look at them as equal. There's so much in the news right now, uh, especially in regard to Harvey Weinstein and, and women now starting to rise up and talk about how women are subjugated and oppressed and utilized in regard to sexual terms, do you think that part of this rise and part of the reason that this has kind of been underneath the covers, so to speak, for so long is because of our own denial of our sensuality and our sexuality and our deeply embodied connection to our own physical selves? Um, Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think that... um like I, I would be a little bit resistant to saying that it's you know because of of you know we've been denying our our sensuality that um, that patriarchy has been so much in control, um, but I I do think there's a connection between you know like you had said at the very beginning of this show how how the earth is kind of certainly Mother Earth is kind of starting to rage a little bit. There's a connection between that and this, this you know, kind of upsurge of, of women, you know, coming out about um, harassment and, and rape and abuse that happened 10 and 20 years ago. I do think there's a connection between that, um, you know, this kind of upsurge of righteous feminine rage, um, be it of the elements or of, of women saying, you know, that something that happened to them was not okay. Um, I, I think that there's a connection between those two things that's just going to keep getting more and more prominent. And, um, and I think it's a good thing. I think that we're really kind of 
we're coming out of this dark moon phase of the feminine, um, where, you know, the, the, the masculine was very much in control. And now I think there is this uprising that's happening. So, you know, I've been calling it like the year of the witch in my work personally, but it isn't just witches. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's women coming out and, and, you know, just, you know, saying that, that that this happened just so many years ago and that everyone just kind of um, accepted it, right? And everyone just said, oh, yeah, that's just kind of the way it is. And, you know, it's not just the way it is anymore. Um, otherwise, there wouldn't be so many women coming out and talking about it. So so now what we need is 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 men to come out and say that it's not okay and to, to admit wrongdoing and... Um, yeah, and, 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 and that's when the real change will happen. You write in the book that, that this is not exclusive to just women, that it includes transgender, it includes any type of individual that is wanting to reclaim their, their own feminine essence. And when we look at these situations that are starting to come more and more into view and be more vocal, is it our own individual work of reclaiming our bodies, reclaiming our ceremony, reclaiming our inherent divinity of the feminine, reclaiming uh, all that we've hidden from ourselves in terms of our own secrets and our own lies and our own sacredness that allows us then to be more vulnerable and more intimate and, and establish the sisterhoods and the trust and the connection amongst other women to then do even greater sacred work in the world, utilizing some of these same tools and principles. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that, you know, we were talking about that, that kind of visceral fear that comes from hearing the word witch. Um, and newer witches, when they're just coming to this path, they're very much dealing with that. They're dealing with their own indoctrinated beliefs about what a witch is. They're doing the work in most cases to dismantle those. Um, but it is so scary to kind of come out as, as a witch or, um, you know, and even if you don't use that word yet, you know, as somebody that goes to moon circles or, or you know, these, these practices that would be looked at with a little bit more um, suspicion, I guess, would be the right word, um, you know, in society. Um, so, yes, it's, it's very much about, you know, dismantling those beliefs inside of ourselves, doing the work, um, dealing with the, the, our own fears in order to, to be able to make it just a little bit less mysterious, right, to, to bring it out of the dark a little bit more um, in order to, to, to claim our right to affect change in the world. So, so yes, let's, let's make it less weird and and let's do the work of dealing with our own um our own issues because when when a newer witch has really looked at her own cycles and begun to explore how what her craft is begun to explore the craft and then figured out what the craft looks like for her personally then she is able to stand on her own two feet strongly enough that she won't be um, she won't fall prey to spiritual predators, which very much does does happen in witchcraft, just like it does any other spiritual path. So, so I always say, you know, know enough about your own craft before you go reaching for spiritual mentors. Not not that there isn't merit in that. Not that we we don't need someone to kind of show us the way, um, but we need to be. In, so so self empowered. We need to we need to be empowered on our own before we go looking for someone else 
to tell us the right way. We need to figure out the right way first on our own, and then we begin looking for others to, to help us. The magic of the solar year lies in its rhythmic, vibrant, in-your-eyes nature. You may have to squint at its brilliance until you get used to the shine. While we may too easily neglect the lunar phases because of their frequency, it is difficult to ignore the seasonal passage of time. You, which of the sun and moon, can feel both these great celestial bodies in yourselves. With this knowledge comes an important understanding. You are the embodiment of the triple goddess. Living in rhythm with the sun and moon is a tantric way of being in this world. And this marriage of action and reception, desire and surrender, magic and mystery will amplify your body, mind, and spirit. You, astral priestess, are ready to harvest your goddess nature and open to a great truth buried deep within your being. You are every woman who has ever lived, every woman who is still breathing, and every woman who is yet to be born. You, Divine Mother, are truly a woman most wild. Woman Most Wild, this is from the book Woman Most Wild, and Woman Most Wild debunks old assumptions about witches being bad or evil and reveals the true nature of witchcraft, an ancient spiritual path that rejects religious dogma in favor of female empowerment and reverence for the earth. Regardless of gender, we are invited to listen for and tune into the wild woman spirituality drumming beneath our feet. There are three keys to liberating the witch within, alignment within cycles of nature, understanding the importance of ritual, and bonding with the circle of like-minded seekers. Twelve powerful chapters guide this reader on the journey, and Dulski offers a myriad of tools along the way, including a wonderful section on using yoga to align your chakras with the seasons. She even addresses the urban witch and shares ideas on how to connect with nature, even when in the middle of a big city. It is a feast for the starving feminine spirit, and Danielle Dulski is the perfect companion on the journey. You can find out more about Woman Most Wild, Three Keys to Liberating the Witch Within, along with the companion course, and other courses that Danielle Dulski offers, including her yoga teacher trainings at daniellodulski.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts and topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com, 1111mag.com. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach, a wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I'm Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio. 
and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great. Have more energy. Sleep better. Gently detox. Lose unhealthy weight and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. I'd like to gift you with a brand new issue of 1111 Magazine on audio. And if you'd like to experience this, which is filled with amazing articles from wonderful change agents, a beautiful meditation, an audio intention, and some additional life coaching inquiries and action steps, then you can get a free sample. Text 1111 to 443-641-1110. That's 443-641-1110 and just text 1111 and we will begin you with that process. Men and women alike have been yearning for the succor of the great mother and many of society's ills are inextricably bound to her imprisonment. The oppression of women has irrefutably occurred as much through misogyny as in the name of spirituality as it has through other economic, political and legal channels. Every gender is served by the witch's return, and for this reason we must proclaim that we are she. My dear sister, we have been born into this globalized community of cultural fluidity for a reason. Every time you honor the feminine divine as a part of you, as alive, as well within your psyche and body, a quiver in the energetic web of divinity surrounds us. Every time you give a nod to your witch's identity and acknowledge the wild within you, we move closer to a pan-gender equal world. Daniel Delsky urges you now to sense the profound truth of the feminine divine's awakening in a world so pervaded with male dominance. She is crying out for you to set a place for the goddess at your table. This is from the book, Woman Most Wild, Three Keys to Liberating the Witch Within. You can find out more about everything that Danielle does at daniellodulsky.com. Welcome back, Danielle. We're in this last segment, and I want to try to get in as much as possible you start to also talk about, I want to go into a little bit about uh, what this means in terms of moving into the world more and more as sisterhoods, as circles, as coming together, and also how to allow that wildness to really rise because we're not just the human being, we're not just the cycles, but you even talk about us having an animal inside that is wanting to come forth and and be that passionate part that moves us forward. So talk a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so it's, you know, this idea of, of wildness. So that's another word that, um, you know, we have all of these indoctrinated beliefs about. So we tend to think of something that's wild as being um, out of control or unpredictable or, or primitive or, or, or any of those things. So um, when we talk about, you know, the, the wildness of, of the witch, it's more about looking at those parts of yourselves that you tried to tame during childhood, kind of out of social necessity. Um, but, you know, those, those parts of ourselves that, that we try to kind of suppress, well, first reject and then systematically suppress in our own psyches from the time we're children. So, you know, the parts of ourselves that are, are more sensual, that are more cyclical in terms of emotions and, you know, those parts of ourselves that are very much human, but it's how do we, um, they, they weren't particularly socially valuable. So, so we started to reject them and then, you know, then they turn into our shadows when we bury them for so long, they turn into our shadows. So it's, it's looking at you know, the parts of ourselves that, that do change all the time that ebb and flow and the parts of ourselves that might be looked at as being a little bit more out of control by society or by the people that we're in relationships with and being able to look at those and then integrate them into our, our everyday personalities or our light of day personalities. So, so, you know, becoming more wild is really looking at the rejected parts of our psyches and then integrating them in ways that are meaningful for us. Mm, beautiful. As you move deeper into the book, you also start to talk about the Wild Council and the Pack of Life, and you write, the bridge between the traditional woman's circle and the coven is built from the raw mud bricks of wild woman spirituality. The evolution of the circle has no clearly cut trajectory, and it is unlikely to be either predictable or steady. Know that your circle's evolution is perfect, regardless of how dynamic and changeable it seems to be at any given moment. Right now, we're at a time where we do hear a lot about, you know, the getting together with your tribe or sisterhoods or sacred circles and and the like. What is the distinction around this wild council, and what is it that women can do in coming together as these tribes, sisterhoods, or circles that really can be a shift not only individually but now ripple out into the collective? Yeah, I think the most important piece, so, so the Wild Council is, is kind of a unique form of what I call circle craft. So it's a unique form of, of a women's circle. So a traditional form would be like a sharing circle where the women are kind of coming together and sharing. Um, and then there's, there's ritual circles where you're sharing, but then you're also, you know, casting spells or honoring some sort of seasonal or lunar transition. Um, and then council is, is a unique kind of form of sharing circle where, you know, one woman kind of expresses where she is in her life or maybe a challenge that she's dealing with in her life. And then the rest of the members of the council take on aspects of the divine feminine. So they represent maybe a certain goddess archetype or a certain chakral aspect or maybe the maiden mother crone. And they kind of gift advice based on that archetype. Um, but in all of those, circle types. The most important piece, I think, is that they're non-hierarchical. 
So, you know, the biggest difference between a circle and kind of a traditional organizational structure, um, which, which most of our corporations are kind of modeled after the military, is this idea of hierarchy and power over and dominance. And in the circle, it is non-hierarchical. So as much as possible, trying to, in the circles that you create and the circles that you belong to, trying to have them be as equal as possible and then that way, the, the circle kind of becomes an entity in and of itself. And so it isn't just about these individual egos coming together as members of the circle. It's more about the circle itself and, and the unique vibration that happens in the circle because that is magic. So in bridging the, the coven with the, the women's circle, it's placing the magic alongside the mundane, um, uh, 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 just magic ritual spellcraft within this context of talking about everyday things like taking your your kid to the doctor or, or you know, the, these everyday kind of what we think of as non-magical. How do we integrate those together? Because then that way your craft, your spiritual path, isn't just this layer of icing that you're just kind of slathering on top of your everyday life, because then it's very easily eaten away. Uh, what we really want to do is integrate the magic with the mundane in a very non-hierarchical way where everyone has the right to speak and be heard. That, I think, is, you know, the kind of the next evolution in, in circle craft. So for women that might be in an individual place, a little isolated, have not had a sisterhood or just beginning to step into places where they're really vulnerable and open and beginning to trust other women or connect in a deeper way to other women and find those that resonate, and they're wanting to begin this type of work uh, oftentimes our doubts are judgments in terms of am I doing it right or you know, have I fit all the pieces in. Talk a little bit about how one can begin this type of sacred connection and work with oneself and trustingly branch out with, with those around them to expand it. Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, the the first step, I think, is it's important for women to, when they feel that, you know, am I doing it right kind of feeling, that, that kind of inner skepticism, to not rush to look for someone to tell them that they're doing it correctly or how to do it correctly. Uh, because, you know, we're raised, even if we're not raised within a religious household, we're still raised among patriarchal religion. We still have, you know, churches or, or whatever on every corner. So, so we, are, we do still absorb that message that God is male and external. Wherever we are, we absorb that. So, you know, how, how do we kind of not rush to looking for somebody to tell us we're being a good girl um, when we're embarking on this new scary path. And the way that we do that is we try to really look at how our craft can be our own. And the first step in doing that is to look back into those moments from childhood when you really felt like you were the most you you could possibly be. Those moments when your body, your mind, your spirit were kind of yoked together in the same action. So whether that was in creative work or dancing or or talking with a family member or watching the sunrise or sitting by a campfire, whatever those moments were, really try to 
track those, listed many as possible from childhood all the way up until now. And, and we, have, for we are running out of time and have to close out the show. And so I want oh. to invite you to definitely check out Danielle Dolsky's book, Woman Most Wild. Go to her website, daniellodolsky.com. For a moment, close your eyes and listen to this prayer to close out the show. Bless my bare-breasted soul, for I will no longer call myself a sinner. No more will I forego my wildness or resist my temptation to be unapologetically free. Mother, I come to your table seeking abundance and grace, and I will wander the path of renunciation no more. I am answering your call, the call of the holy wild, and I will relish this world with all my senses. Mother, I am untamed, and I have opened my legs to the moonlight. I've licked the sweet moss and painted my thighs with soft mud. I've ministered the marriage of my sex and spirit, and I consummate this union now with every breath I take. I've come home to you, the one they tried to make me forget, and your prodigal daughter will never lose her way again. I am stripped bare of my good girl nature, and there is no rigidity left in my bones. As the bloody sun rises for all these gifts I am about to receive, accept my impassioned gratitude. This is the morning prayer of the wild woman. I feel the dirt between my toes. May I bow deeply to the beauty of the shadows, and may I take pause at moonrise to honor all those in the matrilineal bloodline. So mote it be for all women with whom I stand. So mote it be for all and for me. All blessings. I am Simran, in love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you, Danielle Dulski. Find more about her at daniellodulski.com. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.